What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Fan Culture, episode 29. We got Sid, we got Brandon, we got Sakani here. How y'all feeling? Feeling good. Feeling great. Sorry, I wasn't trying to one-up. I just, I heard that. I wasn't trying to one-up you and say great. <laughs> You're fine. You're good. <laughs> thank, thank y'all again for joining us, uh, for tuning in. How you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm All right, yeah. cool. We're good. No Carl tonight. Carl's still not feeling too well. Hopefully he can, he can join us uh, next week for next week's episode. But we still got some good stuff to get to for you guys. Super Bowl reactions. Uh, you know, great game, or I guess I should say great finish. Uh, we'll go back to our predictions and remind you guys who was right and who was not right. Zion's here now. Zion's played seven games, so he's given us a lot of film already, even in seven games. So we'll we'll react to that as well talk all-star weekend all the contestants have been announced for you know three-point shootout slam dunk contests obviously all-star game starters and reserves we'll talk you know snubs and all those kind of things the rockets are playing very small ball so we'll we'll react to what what they've got going on and uh, even the major league baseball is you know making some headlines you got some major trades that have happened over the past day or so so uh, we'll give some reactions to those but first things first let's jump into the super bowl so Kansas City Chiefs, uh, congratulations on your Super Bowl championship, beating the San Francisco 49ers 31-20. to I watched this game from beginning to end. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit off air. I know, Brandon, unfortunately, you were at work. Yeah, uh, I saw some of it. Sakani, did you get a chance to watch some of the game? Oh, yeah. I watched it from beginning to end as well. All right, cool, um, cool. Heck of a game. I think the first, probably the first half, honestly, first three quarters, I think went how the majority of people expected, especially if you're rooting for San Francisco or expected the Niners to win, that looked like the blueprint to beat the Chiefs. Honestly, three and a half quarters, over a half, because it was really the last seven minutes of the game. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs just took over and ran away with the game. It was the, the last seven minutes? Yeah, it was the last seven minutes. They yeah. scored. They it was they were down 20 to 10 still. They scored the touchdown to make it 20 to 17 with, I want to say, 6.15 left in the game. And after that, you know, they, they ripped off another 10 points to win. Yikes. So, yeah, it was, it was an insane game. I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed, you know, seeing the adversity that Mahomes and the Chiefs were going through. Like I said, a lot of people, we've seen the blueprint to beat, you know, explosive offenses. You know, the same thing happened to the Broncos when they got blown out against the Seahawks 43-8. to eight. Uh, The same thing happened to Brady in those two Super Bowls against the, against the Giants. So, the Niners had the blueprint for it all, but I think the Chiefs just showed you at the same time. Not even the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes showed you that sometimes it doesn't even matter just because you have someone that's so great on the field that can just do the impossible. I hear what you're saying, and I, I agree with you, but it makes me kind of question, do we agree that the, the right team won the Super Bowl? Honestly, do we feel I, that because yeah. the I don't I don't think the better team won. I think the Niners are the better team. Okay. Top to bottom. Okay. Um, that's what I personally really think. Yeah. So Connie has so. some reservations about that. If I'm thinking both sides healthy, they have their full rosters and they play their game, I, I wanna say I would I would pick the Chiefs mm. still. Most times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you who did you have to win it? Did you I had win? I had the Niners though. Okay. The reason yeah. why I asked is because if we're giving Patrick Mahomes so much praise, are we then not able to give Jimmy Garoppolo praise 
or not praise but just like credit on like take like taking them there or who okay oh for sure who who, i mean if we want to say anything he was a top 10 quarterback all year statistically yeah and i want to say top five in a couple categories as well yeah but so the, the thing that people love to highlight is just when he didn't do that much but he wasn't asked to do much in that game like the nfc championship yeah. for example he only threw the ball eight times and that's the but only yeah. y'all ran the ball 40 times that's that what was saying. what you did to win you that's know? the only game that exactly. i really saw see him He's, play mm-hmm. and i was like oh i guess they went in it for him right because i feel like other quarterbacks would have took more control yeah. over that game I, instead it, of it's just it's just the way that the Niners are built though. They're built to they're built to run the football. They're built to expose kind of similar to the Patriots, how the Patriots will just expose your greatest weakness. There have been times where the Patriots have thrown the ball fifty times. There have been other times they've run it for forty times. It's just whatever calls for, you know, whatever's gonna be the best way to beat you. And I think Garoppolo's that way. But even then, even though Garoppolo he missed the big throws in this game. He still made a lot of good throws as well, you know, mm-hmm. play action, stuff like that. Uh, they were moving the chains. I mean, there was one point, I think he he was like 19 of like 20 passing, something like that. You know, still yeah. not not like exactly. 300 yards, but still he's yeah. completely passing. 19 to 21. Yeah, 19 to yeah, 21. So efficient. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, what more can you ask for? That was the opposite of Mahomes. Mahomes wasn't efficient. I remember at one point Mahomes was like, I want to say maybe hovering around 50% passing, something like that. Wow. Honestly, if, if we're going to be, I, I felt Damian Williams should have won the MVP. I'm not even going to hold you. I was going to ask you guys that. <laughs> uh, the only reason, and I hear you, and I think if you look at the stats, it's like, well, yeah, Damian Williams. I'm not. Not even just the stats, like watching the game. I'm going to say if there was a player who was just consistent mm-hmm. the entire game, it was him. Yeah, he was consistent. Um, the, but the guy who made the play, and basically when when Patrick Mahomes, when the light like flashed in his head, the entire game changed. You know what I mean? Like, Damian Williams was still playing well throughout the whole game, but even when he was playing well, you know, through those first three quarters, had they not, had they not got that pass interference call, do you think they would have still had the confidence to feel like, all right, we're this close, we can make it? And because before that. Literally, before that happened, they were struggling. Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, I think that, I don't know. I don't know. I think that the Chiefs mentality was pretty aggressive, at least early on. Um, you know, they went, it for it, they went for it on fourth down, I want to say twice in the game. I think that they were, I think they still would have felt confident. I mean, a lot of them will say, you know, obviously they've said in interviews after the fact, well, hey, we believed in Mahomes the entire time. You know, he could do this, he could do that. Um, yeah. But I, I do think that in their hearts they do believe that, and they fe- never felt like they were out of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For but, sure. You know, Damian Williams, like like you said, he was consistent the entire game. I'm, I'm not necessarily scored gonna, two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm not necessarily going to give him a lot of props for that last touchdown though, because. He could have not scored that touchdown and kneeled on the one and they just run the clock out. So, yes, you know, you scored a touchdown. That's great. But scoring that touchdown didn't necessarily seal the game. It was you getting a first down sealed the game. So, like, kudos to you. You did a great job. But it's not like 
yo, we needed that touchdown, and Damian Williams came through mm. and shut the door. It's like you just getting a first yeah, down, I mean, getting ten yards. But he got both. Well, but he yeah, got both. Yeah, he did. And I mean, but I'm just saying the fact that scoring the the touchdown itself in that moment doesn't really mean much. Ten yards means everything. That that's kind of my perspective oh, on it. I hear you, but it's like when you can have both. <laughs> It's like he got the 10 yards and then he also got to the end zone. Right. I mean, but who also got the 44-yard pass to Tyreek Hill? Like I said, when the light came on for Mahomes, that's when the whole entire Chiefs offense started putting points on the board. So it's like I feel like he was the ultimate catalyst to driving them to a win. So I think he's therefore the MVP of the Super Bowl. And not and not just because he's a quarterback. Because I'm not always for the just give it to the quarterback. But I think that I hear you. literally his they show be doing that too. Oh yeah, always, always. Unless unless you're a defender and you get like a pick six in the Super Bowl, you then you're up there, or a fumble recovery, something like that for a touchdown. But um, yeah, I just think the when his play changed, that's when the whole entire offense, that's when the whole game changed. So it's like, eh, I I, I gotta rock with them. But Damian Williams was right there he was right there though any chance they repeat uh, uh i'm gonna say too i think soon. they can they they can i'm gonna say too soon to say only because i don't know how the, i don't really i haven't looked into this free agent class much i don't know how it's they're gonna be some players out there what if uh chris jones for example uh defensive tackle or defensive end for the chiefs what if he were to leave the chiefs and sign with the Ravens. You know what I mean? Like that's a pretty significant. You know what I mean? So they they do have a chance though. I mean, they have arguably the best player in football in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think you can almost safely say that now. Anything's possible. I mean, he showed you. I think they said according to the analytics or whatever, uh when San Francisco got that pick in the fourth quarter, they had a 96.1% chance of winning that game. Jeez. I mean, yeah, they should have won. <laughs> yeah, and I and I guess that can kind of lead to the next thing as well. Did the Chiefs win this game, or did the Niners lose this game? If we asked Westbrook that question, he'd be like, "What? Like, what are you <laughs> talking about?" But you, you got you guys get the gist of it. Did yeah. did the Niners basically giving them all all these opportunities to win the game? Did that therefore you know make them lose? I mean, I'm of the mind that if you won you were supposed to win like mm-hmm. usually yes yeah. you just like just cheating but <laughs> no I, I feel like like you're not just gonna let somebody win especially right. in the super bowl so no i think the chiefs dug deep for that like championship level playmaking mm-hmm. and just kind of like pulled it through yeah what do you think sakani and actually you you kind of said it already but do you think that the Chiefs won that game? Did they beat the Niners or did the Niners really beat themselves? They beat the Niners in the end. Like, I want to say throughout the game, the Niners were beating them um, in most categories. They had more takeaways. They had more touchdowns. Their quarterback was playing better. Um, and then once they got the run game going as well, then it it was like, damn, I don't know how they're going to stop them. But then offensively, they started throwing the ball. 
when the run game was going so well. And that's what led to that final interception uh, that Garoppolo threw that gave the Chiefs more life, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. I mean, I think they... I, I think that a lot of people, I mean, us playing sports, we know this, you know, any, any time you as a team, if you're, you know, playing from behind and you come back and win the game, sure. That team that was ahead, you know, left the door open. They left some opportunities open, but that mm -hmm. always has to happen for a comeback. You can't all exactly. of a sudden, you can't be down 20. Then all of a sudden say, I'm the better team and I'm just going to beat you at everything. Like they left the door open sometimes like that happens in comebacks that's expected so i know a lot of people are getting on kyle shanahan because this is the second blown lead he's had in the super bowl you know as a coordinator or coach play caller basically um but he's offense yeah that's the other part it's like he's not he's not he's not running the defense who's right. getting scored on i'm pretty sure he, <laughs> i'm pretty sure he didn't specifically tell that corner or make that corner follow the under route when he just let tyree kill run right past him like that's not Word. Kyle Shanahan. So players play coaches coach. I understand coaches, you know, set play calls and stuff like that. And football is huge on strategy, but still at the same time, players have to go out there and make plays. Last time I checked, Richard Sherman got beat by Sammy Watkins. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't the defensive coordinator telling him, you know, what to do. And therefore he got beat. No, that was a one-on-one -on -one coverage and you got beat by Sammy Watkins. Like that's just what it is. So a lot of people I think that are getting on Kyle Shanahan probably haven't played sports before or, you know, really Word. know that kind of situation. It's like, regardless, I know I'm a basketball player. I'm a football player, whatever. I know I just have to go out there and perform. It's the last five minutes of the Super Bowl. I need to make a play. I need to not get beat. I need to do X, Y, and Z so that my team can win. And they didn't do that. Therefore, they collectively as a team lost. Sorry. Hopefully you can get back next year. I feel it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean that's just it's tough. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, I feel I feel for a lot of Niner fans out there. Uh, I got don't. A lot of, it's a ghost I'm town. So happy. Hey, yo, You're happy? Wow, it's such. Hey, it's so happy. crazy. Well, like you, you could literally go on every block and and run into you, a Niners fan, and now there's none in sight. And you I know what? No, I'm not even out there. And you know what? I, I think it's because there there's a correlation between you know your guys's happiness and you guys being cowboy fans because i think you guys are used to being on the opposite end of this where it's like things don't go your way and everyone's on your head waiting for you to say something so i think that's why you guys have no mercy for the night yeah the night. i mean not not even. Even. No, nobody just, has sympathy for no, cowboys that's not fans even what it's any, about either so i mean <laughs> i don't i i honestly i i don't mind the i don't mind the patriots and as bad as that might sound like as far as just watching a team that has been like I, I love watching dominant teams regardless of like whether or not i like them early on i hated the patriots but now it's just like yo i, I can't help but like respect this and be happy that i'm watching you know greatness happen even though the team i don't like the team it's like at the end of the day who cares <laughs> my team isn't in it so <laughs> i feel it I, I really just didn't want the, the Niners to win. Just <laughs> Although you predicted that they were going to win. But I remember you saying yeah, you wanted Kansas City to win badly. I just wanted Kansas City to win because Adia's grandparents are Kansas City fans. Oh. 
I wanted to see a black quarterback win. So shout out Pat Mahomes, uh, <laughs> you know, doing that. Did you guys see that shout stat out. where they said this is the first time in NFL history where a black quarterback has won Offensive Rookie of the Year, MVP, and Super Bowl in the same year? Ain't a black history month? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> he was—he didn't get offensive. Oh no, no, no! I just mean where where a black quarterback has won it all in the same year. So Kyler Murray won offensive rookie of the year. Lamar Jackson won ah, MVP, and then Mahomes MVP, won, won the Super Bowl. Then... Yeah. So, ah, got you. And you know what? As I was going through my predictions, because Steph was like, "Well, who should we root for? Who should we root for?" And I told her, you know, why I was going for, why I thought the Chiefs would win, and da da da. And then she was like, "Well." It is Black History Month, right? So yeah. should we go for the Chiefs? And that, I just like doubled down on it. I was like, well, I'm going with the Chiefs then. Yeah, but it was a heck of a game. I definitely enjoyed it. Just a recap from our predictions. Brandon was technically right. He didn't say a score, but he did say that, that the Chiefs were going to be were going to come from behind and win the game. And he said it wouldn't be decisive. Uh, did I say that? Yeah, that was like almost your exact words. Mm. So... So he he's pretty Go right. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, shout out Brandon. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> I, I should probably should have started with Carl because Carl said from the beginning of the season that Kansas City was going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so shout out to Carl. He doubled down on that. I think when the playoffs came up and he mm-hmm. said, "I'm sticking with Kansas City." I said he knew from the jump. Yeah, I said that he was known. The I said that the Chiefs were going to beat the Niners 27-21. So in total, I was only five points away from the actual score. So I'm kind of a genius too. Sakani, do you just want to talk about the next topic or do you just want to get into? No, I want to talk about how before <laughs> Kansas City came back, I was a point off from being the right from it being the right score. Had no team scored. <laughs> right. Yeah. You 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 were there for for a minute um, with 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 I think a good percentage of America, and then you know, Mahomes happened. So um, yeah. Again, dope Super Bowl. I'm glad regardless of who won, it was just an exciting dynamic finish to it all. For sure. I can't can't wait till next season already. I actually I can't wait till free agency and the draft. And then I'll be ready for next season. All right. So let's talk about Zion Williamson. We haven't talked about him in a long time because he hasn't been on the court. Um Zion finally made his debut. Uh he's played seven games to date so far. Um did you guys get to watch his debut against the Spurs like a week, a week or did. two ago? Um, I want to see. I, I want to say I saw the highlights of it. Yeah, it was, it was partially annoying because it's almost like when you have a baby and it's like, okay, baby's first steps, baby's first burp, baby's first crawl. Like <laughs> they did that for everything about him. Yeah, it's like, and they were just saying his name for no reason. Like Zion sets an off ball screen. What? Like, <laughs> y'all never call that. Like so, it was. It was just everything Zion. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But I he had a heck of a fourth quarter, and a lot of people got mad because uh, they took him out, you know, because he was on a minutes restriction. Um, but I think Zion finished with like twenty three points, something like that. He made like three or four threes, and he was on a minute restriction. Yeah, and he was on minute. Four I think he threes. only played like twenty one minutes that game Jeez. and scored twenty. I think it was. Nine, I thought it was. Yeah, twenty one points and scored. Uh, scored. Tw- sorry, twenty two points. Twenty two points. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean he. He brought them back and he was played bench role, you know, minutes. Yeah. So 18 minutes. Yeah, in 18 minutes. Insane. So 8 th- of 11, 
field goal percentage. <laughs> nice. Sorry, for, yeah. uh, on the line. Dang, man. So, anyway, yeah. So through these four seven, four from three. So through these seven games, Zion's averaging nineteen point six points per game, uh, eight rebounds per game. Mind you, three point six offensive rebounds a game, which is a surprise to some people, but I kind of expect it based on it's that just, second jump. Yeah, rebound. He's got a he's got a quick jump. It is. He's got a very quick jump. Um, he scored twenty points in five of the twenty or more points in five of those games, two double doubles. Um, he's had a plus a positive plus minus in six of those seven games. Um, the team is three and four, but again, he's been on the minutes restriction. His minutes are starting to increase. Obviously, I think he played thirty one minutes against the Bucks, but he's averaging twenty seven minutes per game. Thirty three against the Rockets. Oh yeah, thirty three against the Rockets. That was a good game too. That was that was a good yeah. game. He kind of got exposed a little bit defensively, but you know he's young. He's I mean, eighteen. He he's should 18 have years things old. to expose. Yeah, exactly. He needs to have things to be exposed. Exactly, exactly. Um, what's your guys' takeaway from what we've seen from Zion so far? What surprises you? What you know? How are you guys feeling about it all? I, I can't say I'm really surprised. Like, if I'm just glad that his college game is just translating into his agreed nba game as well and it's it's working well i guess that's if there's any surprise it's that i haven't seen much of an adjustment to his game Mm -hmm. uh all i saw was the fact that he clearly couldn't drive and do anything as far as you know when he was doing rehab anything regarding driving to the rim he couldn't do so it's clear he did shoot because He's not he's not a terrible shooter. Yeah, I mean I think he's he's as advertised like um and like yeah. just to echo what Sakani said, guys game doesn't always translate from from college to league. We've talked about that time and time again, but I think what kind of impressed me the most was how it it seems kind of natural to him still like to to score that that much points like and I think he reminds me of if Draymond Green had like stupid bounce like yeah <laughs> you know what I mean if Draymond <laughs> Green had like stupid bounce and like a consistent like perimeter shot like he'd be a younger Zion Williamson and I don't mm-hmm. know if that like makes sense but it makes sense to me no right I had been thinking that same thing because he's, a, a, while, he's yeah. a he's a big guy mm-hmm. but he's light on his feet and Draymond Green is light on his feet not as well, I think Zion is, is even better on his feet or has better footwork. Mm. But um, no, I think um, he can definitely use that to an advantage. I think what's going to make his career, I guess, blossom in a way is the connection he'll have between Lonzo. Yeah. Because he'll make things so much easier. Just lobs. It'll yeah. be Lob City. I, I want to say it was against the Rockets. It's the first points of the, of the game for the Pelicans. You know, Lonzo threw a pass like sixty eight feet for yeah. an alley oop. Yeah, like, where did they do that at? And that's mm-hmm. what a second year. Well, it's Lonzo's what second year? Third year or third? Fourth? Third? Fourth? Fourth? Third? Fourth? Third? I think it's his third. Third. It's his third because okay. that was the second season last year with LeBron. Okay. Maybe it just feels longer because of because of Levar Ball. He drugged those first couple <laughs> yeah. years out. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you got a third-year guy with a first-year guy, you know, mm-hmm. 
connection. I'm, I mean, I'm really liking this season with like the younger guys and what they're bringing to the table. So many like sleepers in in the draft, or maybe I was paying attention, but like, man, people need to watch out for Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> people need to watch out for Miami. Um, what's another team that's just like a young uh, core? I mean, some night Chicago. With, yeah, Chicago's with hitting marking this. in. And, no, 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 they not. Nah. Um, <laughs> well, you, they, you, you, trash. they they beat some tough teams. I will like, say they're not an easy out. Celtics. They lose a lot of games, but they're not an easy out. Celtics for sure. Eh, they're young guys. I, I feel like no. it's really mostly Celtics already there. I feel or like the Hawks. They're not. I mean, the Mavericks no, are a fairly young team. I don't know. You know, I won't say the Hawks either. You wouldn't say the Hawks. Oh, either? the the Hawks have only won like twelve games, something like that. Oh. They've they've got yeah. a ways to go. You Trey know. is just getting exposed as a defensive liability. Yeah, but that's fine. Every he's, every, he's every single night. He's averaging twenty seven. It's he's, okay. He's like five ten. <laughs> hey, but you know, I, and I was thinking about this last night as a Spurs fan. I'm worried. The reason being is because. What? Okay, we got to deal with Jaw for the next 10 years in our division. We got to deal with Zion for the next 10 years in our division. We got to deal with Luka for the next 10 years in our division. We got to deal with James Harden for the rest of his career. Come on, man. That's not right. That's I mean, not fair. Drive better, I guess. But, but Too y'all, bad y'all got rid of Patty Mills. Wait, what? Oh, you didn't know? I said too bad y'all got rid of Patty Mills. Bro... I didn't even don't, know. Don't break news to me like that over the air, bro. I'm hurt. <laughs> I love Patty Mills. Damn. All right, this is gonna wrap up another episode. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, no, nah, I'm gonna. No, I'm they gonna, didn't get rid of him. They didn't. No, they didn't. <sighs> don't. All right, all right. Let me get back to Zion. Let me get back to Zion. All right, but the thing that's. Everything that you guys said, I echo everything you guys said. Nothing really surprises me about Zion too much. I thought that he was going to be successful in the league because he is a hustle guy. He, You don't have to run plays for him for him to still get 20 in a game. And that's kind of what's going on right now. Everybody knows Brandon Ingram's their number one scorer. You got Drew behind him at number two. There are very few plays watching these games where Zion's like, it's a play for him. Just because he's kind of doing whatever you need him to do right now. Yeah. The one thing that... It, I won't say it's a pleasant surprise because I didn't really see much of it. He's got some nice post moves. He did a couple yeah. things to PJ Tucker, and mine. Yes, it's PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker is only six five on a good day, but he did like this nice little post up. He only got an inch. <laughs> right, right. That's true. <laughs> uh, but then he's got like forty pounds too. Yeah. So Zion, you know, was backing him down and he kind of faked like he was going, you know, in like towards the middle of the key and then just like spun back around and hit him with, you know, a nice move and, you know, laid it up off the backboard. Uh, I think he then came back on another possession and, you know, faced up. And then his first step is so quick. He just beat the dude yeah. in one dribble and was at the rim and, you know, got a nice layup out of it. So those have been pleasant surprises. I'd love to see him continue to build off of that. I don't want him, I don't want to see him become you know, perimeter centric. It's like, okay, find your go-to moves and let mm-hmm. just master that craft. So, but he's got, he's got some great, you know, building blocks there. It's just a matter of him continuing to put in that work, which I think he will. He's a humble kid, apparently. 
I don't think you're ever going to have a problem with him. I think every every coach is going to want to have a player, you know, in terms of personality like Zion on their team. So I think Word. he's he's going to be good for the league. He's going to be good for the Pelicans. I just hope that, you know, his team, you know, continues to have success throughout his career as well. I don't want him to be like one of these players that gets lost like 80 before he went to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. No one was no one cared about the Pelicans. I hope I don't want to see that kind of situation for his sake, for the NBA's sake as a whole. I feel like we also forgot to mention Brandon Ingram. He might win most improved player of the year. He's been balling. I think he, I think he should. Yeah, I think he he's should. been balling out of control. I mean, having that core of if he continues to grow as well. New Orleans. That's one. That's Zion, one did I miss and, New Orleans? Uh, no, no, you didn't. But I'm, I'm in my that's, No, that's how this conversation started. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say maybe that's just okay. kind of how it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but it's, yeah, yeah. The the NBA's future is looking very bright. Very bright. Very bright. All Star Weekend. All Star Weekend is coming up next weekend, I believe. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah, I am. I'm excited for it. Can't wait to, you know, see everything, all the events and stuff. All Star Saturday night isn't like it used to be because the dunk contest isn't where it used to be. Um, but I still like, you know, three-point shootout and all that stuff. And yeah. we talked a little bit off air. I like to, I personally like to watch the All-Star Celebrity Games. I like to know who can hoop and who can't. But a lot of people don't really watch it. But maybe it's because it comes on at like do you, 4 p.m. Do you on really, Friday. Do you feel like Kevin Hart really is an M, a three-time MVP, <laughs> like for real? Or is that like a popularity oh, MVP? It's 100% popularity MVP. <laughs> I mean, okay. the, the Celebrity oh. Game ratings were probably the highest when he played because you have a lot of people in the streets that will say oh i can't stand kevin hart blah 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 but they're tuning in everywhere he, he is. gets clicks he gets clicks he gets clicks sure. he gets views i mean he's he's a big name when you really put into perspective in recent memory he's probably the biggest name that's been in the celebrity all-star game Let, let's sure. just be real yeah. so um yeah he maybe his first one what he was worthy of it but the last two or the last three. I think he might even be a four-time MVP. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's whatever. I, I like to watch a celebrity game. But let's get back to the other all-star stuff. So all-star starters, we got Giannis and uh, LeBron were named captains. Other starters from the East, we got Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kemba Walker, and Trey Young. Uh, from the West, we've got Anthony Davis, Luka, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard. For the reserves out of the West, we've got Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, uh, Nikola Jokic, Chris Paul, Brandon Ingram. And in the East, we've got Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, DeMontis Sabonis, Kyle Lowry, and Bam Adebayo. What do you guys think about those rosters? Is there anyone that you guys think is particularly a snub off of the All-Star roster? Yeah, mass snub. Who? Nothing against Kemba, but you could take Kemba out and put Bradley Beal in. I mean, I, I agree with you. I'm looking at Bradley Beal's stats right now. 28.6 points a game, and you can't get an all-star nod. You can't even be a reserve. <laughs> Come on. I think he's averaging, Come a, on. he's averaging a career high in assists at 6.3. I mean, those are exactly. those are video game numbers. I His pers- numbers are better than Kemba's. Yeah. I personally probably want to put him in over Kemba. I think I was on a, you know, some comment board posting about this. I would have taken Chris Middleton out. Chris Middleton's having a good season, but it's like, okay, 20 points a game, whatever the case is on the number one team in the East. 
he his stats aren't even better than last year's so it's like all right you know he got his one all-star last year we all know he's a very good player he doesn't have to be an all-star yeah i guess i'm guessing there's there's not like a specific number of guards they have to have well actually I think there might be. I think they they always. Well, if, that's why they like so, to have bigs and stuff, you know, or forwards and front court in there. I think they separate by front court and back court now. They don't even do like. Well, then you would, You wouldn't have been able to take Chris Middleton out then. If you have to take a, a, another guard out. I thought they had him listed as a guard. No. No, they listed him as Middleton a forward. Listed as a forward, yeah. Interesting. I. I I don't know about Kyle Maybe Lowry's Lowry. stats. I, I haven't seen his stats, so I'm not going to just push him out. Twenty. I mean, 19 points a game, seven seven assists per game, four four and a half rebounds. I mean, yeah, you got to go. You're having a great season, but you got to go. Yeah, I feel the same way when it comes to the West. Devin Booker. How is Devin Booker not an All Star? Twenty seven. I think Word. he's at twenty seven. At, at the time, I pulled this up at least. 27 points a game, four rebounds a game, 6.4 assists per game. I think they said this is the first time in NBA history. This is the, where they do those crazy stats. This is the first time in NBA history where someone has averaged at least 27 points a game, six assists per game, shooting at least 50% from the field, and wasn't an all-star. That's rough, bro. Yeah. Like 27 a game, that's a lot. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot to average. Yeah. And I think that... He's playing. He's one of those players that I feel like he's not gonna fully blossom or, f- or fully come into his own until he goes to another team, or if they can bring somebody that can like help him uh, in Phoenix. I don't think mm-hmm. they really have. I mean, Aiden is great. <sighs> is Aiden gonna be better than Dwight Howard? I don't know. Uh, yeah, and Dwight Howard was pretty good in his. I prime, mean, and he's still pretty good. So I don't know, like. What kind of but he doesn't have to be Dwight Howard because I don't think his game quite mirrors Dwight Howard. No, I'm just saying that caliber of player, Sakani. I'm using like him impact. as yeah, as, as far as uh, like help being like a, a a main guy or like a, a role guy. Like, can he be like a legitimate? One, yeah, two like a franchise player. With, yeah, you know, Booker. The, but um, I no, I feel like he definitely deserves to be a, an all star. Yeah, I mean, I in the West, I would have had Devin Booker take Chris Paul's spot. Chris Paul is having a good year. I think he's having, you know, he's his team's winning. It's, it's like also him. the fact that it, it's it's almost like Westbrook never left. <laughs> right, right. And everybody expected that team to not be. As good as they are, yeah, and and I, I definitely think that's the case, especially when coaches take it into account because it's coaching coaches that are picking the reserves. But mm-hmm. I think they just have to remember team wins. That's a team stat. Look at look at Trey Young for example. We just talked about his team hasn't even won 15 games this year, and he's a starter in the All Star game. Nobody's complaining about that because he's putting up crazy numbers, and and we get that. But you can't therefore yeah. then say, okay, well Chris Paul, because if you look at his stats from top to bottom. A lot of his numbers are close to career lows, if not career lows. So technically he's having one of his worst seasons of his career, although his impact on, you know, a young team and developing team is good. But Devin Booker should have taken his spot easily. And I feel like, honestly, if you are going to keep Chris Paul in and you're still going to, you know, get rid of Devin Booker, John Morant's stats are better than Chris Paul's this year. 
I mean, Jaws at 17 and a half a game, over seven assists a game. I think Chris Paul's around like 17 and six, something like that. You could give it to Jaw, honestly. Like, I don't know. I, I, they, they're, it's a popularity contest. It is. It is. And, you know, I don't know why people don't like Devin Booker. I don't know what it is. Um, Maybe we're also Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's having a strong season too. And he also, I feel like since since he found out he got snubbed, has been on a tear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's had a couple of 30-point games over the past few nights. Right, right. Hey, well, what about your own guy? What about uh, Zach Levine? Zach Levine, 25 a game? I, know. I mean. Yeah. He was yeah. averaging like almost 30 last month. Right. Yeah. He was balling. But yeah. our team is just trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, that no, it's it, it's rough. I think the, you know, the all star nods are starting to go to players more so on winning teams. And like I said, I think it's more of a it's more of a team stat. Yes, Demontis Sabonis has been great for the Pacers. The Pacers are playing very well, but you got Andre Drummond averaging seventeen and like fifteen. Who averages fifteen rebounds a game? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and crazy. I understand his team isn't winning at the clip of Indiana, but. <laughs> you know, uh, all stars, all stars are rewarded for being the like best at playing the game of basketball. Yeah, I was. Wait, really... Rudy Gobert has the same numbers. Right, exactly. Actually, worse numbers. <laughs> worse numbers. You know, I was weak when you said when y'all said who uh, who would want fifteen rebounds or who has fifteen rebounds. Right, like. Yeah, I mean, who? who I was thinking that? of Russ. Oh, uh, Russ! <laughs> if his yeah. teammates let him. Yeah, if his teammates let him. Oh, speaking of, did you guys see? But no, Rudy Gobert is, is fourteen and a half. Oh, he I mean... trash. Fourteen and a half. <laughs> he can't even get to fifteen. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But uh, going back to what you said, real quick, uh, Brandon, about you know grabbing rebounds and letting, letting Russ get the rebounds. Did you guys see that uh, Austin Rivers actually robbed James Harden of a triple double? last night <laughs> and he was yo, he was he was yo, very hurt like he felt no, bad yeah like, no i saw i saw and, and i was it was funny because like if that's your teammate like you don't want to be a re the reason like your boy didn't get a triple w you right feel like oh my bad you know but like yeah yeah but he was like for real like beating himself up about it like james should have got the rebound then yeah well bird that's <laughs> exactly if, if james put in the effort <laughs> James like could have gotten. He it. thought it was gonna right. bounce. So I was like, "Nah, bro, go get that." Yeah, that's real. Any coach Austin to tell went you. And got it. Yeah, <laughs> don't expect the ball to come to you. You gotta go get it. For real. Exactly. Period. <laughs> you gotta work for this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's real. That's very real. I guess while we're talking Houston Rockets, we all know they traded Clint Capella. A lot of things going on with the trade deadline right now. A lot of rumors out there. Um, Kyle Kuzma being a name that continues to show up and a lot of people are saying you know don't trade could they trade coups all right well you told us don't trade coups why do you feel that way i just feel like i don't know i've ever since i've seen him play i just feel like he's such a natural scorer the other things that he's not good at now he can become good at like if he really puts his mind to it and i think that you know the transition he needs to put his mind to it (laughs) well I mean, players take time to develop. There's obviously players right now at his age or in his draft class or younger that are doing better. But with that being said, 
another thing where I feel like we shouldn't trade Kuz, how much then better are we getting without him? I feel like the chemistry that we have right now, we've beaten basically every team in in the league, I think, except maybe the Clippers. Yeah, we lost both games to the Clippers. I think that's the only team we haven't, or in Milwaukee. I don't think we beat Milwaukee. I think you guys have only played him that one time, though, right? Yeah. Probably at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a lot of teams that, like, I feel like are better than us at this point. Um, So, I am i don't think, unless the trade is, like, I mean, really. Like, but if y'all can pick up a great. player that can help y'all beat those teams. So, who should, so who should we pray, trade for him for? Like, who should Get rid of Kuzma for Rose. You know, I'm not and a first rounder. I'm not. I'm they can not have feeling. some scoring. I'm no, not, I'm not feeling that. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people have to remember. Just like we talked about Lonzo, Kuzma's only in his third year too. And think about the turmoil that the Lakers have had three completely different rosters since he's been there. You had the first year with all the youngins, and I think that was probably why it was his best year because. They just told him just go out there and play. They weren't he didn't even expect much from him. You're the 27th overall pick. Just go out there and play basketball and learn the NBA. And I think he balled out as a result of it. Then you have LeBron. That, then you have LeBron that comes along. And it's like okay, well now we all got to adjust to LeBron. We're supposed to be in championship mode. That didn't go according to plan. And now it's just like there's just a lot of drama around the team, and no one felt comfortable. No one felt safe. And now you got this year adding AD. And now you're telling Kuzma, okay, now you're on a team that's competing for a championship. You need to find your role now, you know, because we're trying to make moves. It It's three completely different teams, different coaches included Word. as well. So No, you're absolutely right. It, it, it's just a I hard, didn't, I it's didn't. A, Yeah, it's just a hard situation for a young player. I mean, what, Kuzma's what, 24, 25 years old, something yeah, like that? something like, like that. If, if I was in that situation – Shoot, I don't know what to do. I'm still learning the NBA. And now and, I'm trying to learn free agency and, you know, marketing and all that stuff. Like, I mean, but even through all, all that, I mean, I think he's averaged like, what, 20 to 26 wa- points a game. You know what I mean? I like, want to say he's – I thought they said he's around like 15 right now in his bench role. But, I mean, still yeah. 15 off the bench. I mean, Lou's, Lou Will's averaging 19. Yeah. So that's still very good. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think that should trade him. I think they – they may need to give up some draft picks and give up, you know, a good contract or something for, you know, whoever they're looking for. I don't even know what their roster needs, to be honest with you. I think we I've, – I've been thinking about it, being a Laker fan. Um, like I said, like I really like our squad. When we're all healthy, I think we can be any team. I think it's just we have to be gelling and, like, hitting our shots and, like, making smart plays and not not having dumb turnovers that's kind of like the idea of, of playing really good basketball mm-hmm. um, playing like a championship team but holes in our game I would just say like I mean I would really love to see boogie on the floor you know with, with a couple yeah. different combinations like yeah, with boogie nice. ad plus LeBron or boogie Dwight plus you know uh, Rondo, you know what I mean? I mean, those combinations are, are crazy. Just pick your poison, you know what I mean? But if um, 
if I'm not picking him, we honestly don't need another big. I would just say another wing guy. So another, not a, not even a wing guy, just like a like a, a small forward or even just like a a power forward. Somebody like um, what's his name? He used to play for the Spurs. French dude. French dude that played for the Spurs. Black dude. It's on his name. Like it's right. Boris Diaw. Oh, Boris Diaw. Okay. Yeah, just like some dude to just like, you know, like Avery Bradley, but like bigger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Avery Bradley, he'd play defense. He'll yeah. He'll get you a couple mid range shots. He'll pull up for the three. Like he'll, you know what I mean? He's he he just he does kind of like a little bit of everything. Yeah. I need a little bit of everything, guy. Yeah. I'll say maybe the only thing that yeah. I think their team can use is like a specialist, like. A sharpshooter. Like, imagine if this team had J.J. Redick. Like, you just had someone that's just a bona fide, just knockdown shooter. They don't really have that anywhere. The closest is what, KCP? And he's very inconsistent. Danny? Danny you don't think Danny is that? I don't, not like he used to. But, I mean, he, he can be. He Because Danny can get very hot. I'm I mean, disappointed He's a, he's a nice you. 3 and D. But, I'm disappointed. You didn't say Jared Dudley not once. We still talk he about is, Jared Dudley in the league. He's not. He, hey, he's automatic from three. What are his stats at? <laughs> How many threes did he even attempt per game? Yo, I need to know. Hey, every time I see him shoot one, it go in, to be real. When? In garbage time? <laughs> uh, Whenever he's on the floor, yeah, which is sometimes. I mean, I'm, sleep, I'm sleep on Elmer. <laughs> hey, that's my guy, though. <laughs> he's, always, he's such an enforcer for LeBron. It's hilarious. All right, so. He's played 35 games. He's not even averaging three points a game. He's averaging 1.7. <laughs> you yeah. got at least average three. Like, okay, he's knocking down a three many, every game. How many threes? How many threes have you seen him make? <laughs> so I let's a see. lot. So how, how many has? <laughs> so his average three point makes per game is 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> he attempts oh, he attempts 0.9 per game. Uh I mean that's 50%. That's great. That's a knockdown shooter every time that you shoot one. Um <laughs> I wish I could see the breakdown of how many he's actually attempted in, you know, the season. But yeah, I just think they need they could use like a knockdown specialist. Danny Green, you know, I'll backtrack so kind of, he's probably the closest even more so than KCP, even more so than Troy Daniels. Um I'll give it to Danny Green, but they could probably use just another another specialist, someone that you know is going to be able to knock those shots down uh, at any given yeah. point. Who who on the mark? Who's on the market that is that person? Um, you know, I haven't really heard about the smaller trade pieces that are lingering out there. I think I think it sounded like they were interested in Robert Covington, but Robert Covington ended up being in that trade, going to Houston. Um, but I haven't really heard much about much about shooters. Maybe it's going to be more so like buyout season as well, you know, which is shortly after Word. the trade deadline where you know people get out of bad contracts and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't really hear about any big names y'all hear, out there right now. Y'all hear about Cat uh, wanting to be out? I've heard that. Um, I know that the Timberwolves are apparently trying to make a run at D'Angelo Russell still, and I know they're very tight. Um, but I know Cat 
Cat's looking around like Will Smith in the last uh, scene of Fresh Prince of Bel Air because <laughs> they traded like five players away in this mega deal for Capella. So he's got like five new teammates. It's like you traded all yeah. my guys away. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, That's what real. direction is the franchise even going? Like, it's hard to it's hard to know how to. So feel. they're just going from scratch then, huh? Yeah, they've been going to scratch ever since KG left. It feels like they haven't really done anything significant since then. Um, Luke right now. I mean part part of that is part of that is Cat because I mean he's been hurt and Cat has a lot to prove as well still. Don't show me his numbers because I've seen what he did in the postseason. You know what I mean? Like start start doing stuff when the games matter and then I'll be like, okay, he's that dude. Um Word. so I mean it's I don't I don't know. Um so I know D'Angelo Russell is still out there. I think the Warriors are kind of waiting for a very good deal that they can't refuse. I think they want a lot of capital for him, and the Timberwolves aren't willing to give it. I don't know if anyone else is. Um, Kuzma is a, you know one of the other big pieces out there. Um, I saw that the – well, we haven't even talked about it, but Andre Iguodala got traded to the Heat. Um, I guess he also, he also signed a two-year extension too, which I didn't realize. Oh, wow. So – um, that team can be tough in the East. Yes. Miami can be very tough in the East. I'm looking forward to that. Um, That's that that seems like such a Jimmy Butler type team too. Yeah, yeah, it does. It it's does. real. It's you know what I like about it. It's a blue collar team. Yeah, it kind of it kind of gives me the vibes of like. Well, I don't even want to compare it to another team. But just like just a blue collar attitude, and right. just like the, the the young guys on that team, Derek Jones Jr., Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. I mean, Duncan Robinson. Bio. Yeah, yeah, Duncan Robinson's nice. Bruh. Yeah, no, they they got a very nice squad. It's like the it's like the polar opposite of the heels. Like you know, where it was all star power and stuff like that. It's like these dudes just you know take their lunch pail with them like you said and they just who's that dude wins. Myers Leonard oh uh, yeah Myers Leonard Myers uh, Leonard is tough he's a, he's a pretty tough dude I'll, yeah, I'll give it to him yeah he is <laughs> uh, he, he's a tough dude I'll give it to him um yo uh the did y'all see this the uh he might get uh Gallinari as well ooh are you the Heat trying to like do some? I'm if they if they get Gallinari, I'm picking them to make it out of the East right now. Period. I'll pick them to beat Boston. Oh, I'll pick them to beat Philly. I'll pick them to beat Milwaukee with with that much depth. That's on That's a squad. tough team on paper, man. You got. Yeah. I mean, we already listed a couple yeah. people, but I mean, Dragic. Yeah. Who else you got? You got. Uh, you got you got Bam Ooh, out of bio. Bam out of bio. Like, yeah. that's, that's adding Iggy team. to the mix. Um, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be nice, especially if they get Gallinari. I saw a trade when I just looked at my phone, which is kind of sad. So Dwayne Dwayne Dedman got traded from the Kings to the Atlanta Hawks. There's some draft picks involved, and then I clicked the link and I opened it up, and one of the names included in the trade, which you would think would be like a headliner. Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker was involved in that trade. So he got traded to Sacramento, which is like sad because it just reminds me that Jabari Parker was the number two overall pick. And yeah. he's been on what? 
four teams already. I want to say now. Like, oh, well, many more than that. I don't want to say it's almost six. He's been on what? Milwaukee, Chicago, um, the Kings, the Hawks, New York. Was it, was hey, it, I think he was on New York. I'll, I'll look it he up right it, now. Or was it? Was it Philly? Nah, he was never with Philly. Or did? Oh man! All right, so Jabari Parker. But yeah, it was just the fact that his name wasn't. He wasn't even the headline on ESPN. And it's yeah. like he was supposed to be that dude. It is it, sad. I mean, I watched Jabari Parker play in high school and um, a little bit in college. Um, I mean, I thought he was going to be, you know, second coming of, I don't know, Tracy McGrady or somebody. I don't I don't know. I thought he could be like a, based on his body type, like a bigger Paul Pierce-ish. You know, yeah. somebody um, like that, but yeah, like you said, he hasn't really lived up to expectations. I yeah. mean, and and I think that's due to you know his his injuries uh, he's had like all his career, mm-hmm. which is tough for an athlete. Like some some of the things are aren't really in your control. Yeah, um, but I mean, and I'm I'm looking at his stats right now. His Three-point percentage. At one point, he was shooting at a high clip, but now he's gone down to 27% from three. Um, he's on his fifth Bro. team now. So that, that team that we didn't mention was Washington. He's on Washington for a year. Yeah, oh, I was so. like, I knew it was some East, yeah. uh, East team. Yeah, so East I mean, this is his fourth team in three years. You know, he, you're going to end up being one of those guys that ends up being out of the league Play, people know he can play, but it, you know it's like no one ever wants to keep him. And you know GMs and owners, you know, look at that and say, oh, well, maybe there's something wrong with him. I don't want him on my team. And yeah. Before you know it, you're, you know, 28, 29 years old, and you know you can't get up, can't get a roster spot. So, um, I mean, we'll see. He's after like he's not after being 15. able to keep a job. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, doesn't look good on your resume. Exactly. It it doesn't matter, you know, what the facts are. Just it's just looking at the sheet and seeing that, you know, five teams in five years. No, maybe you're the problem. So and none of those teams won either. So (laughs) I don't I I don't know. It's it's looking rough for Jabari right now and especially going to Sacramento as well. Who knows what kind of, you know, role they're going to have for him there. I don't know. Um, so let's go back to Houston real quick. Houston is playing one of the smallest lineups I think we've probably ever seen in NBA history. Um, you're talking about a lineup with Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Um, you've got Robert Covington in that mix now, PJ Tucker. And Brandon, do you remember who they included as that fifth person? Did they, were they including uh, Eric Gordon or were they – you know yes, they included sure. Eric Gordon. So Westbrook 6'3", Harden 6'5", Gordon 6'3", Covington 6'7", and P.J. Tucker 6'5". So the average height would be 6'4". Interesting I, move. I think they're <laughs> trying to... And the Rockets keep on doing this and they keep on getting it wrong. They feel like, okay, well, three points is more than two. So we're just going to built the best line of shoot threes and we're going to beat you guys and yes they win a lot of games in the regular season you know mostly because it's hard and taking over not necessarily everyone's getting you know 20 points a game off of threes but that 
that's not sustainable come playoff it's time. Not. It's it's really hard to do, especially when like the average height is six four. That's not tall at all in the league. Yeah, in the West, you're dealing with you know Nikola Jokic. You're dealing with AD. Uh, if the Spurs can find themselves in the playoffs, you're talking about Lamarcus Aldridge, Montrez Harrell, uh, Montrez Harrell, <laughs> like. Um, Dudes that will expose you. Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, it will make m- middle-level guys look like, you know, max contract players. Right. You know, going up against. Peter Tucker's tough, but he's 6'5". Right. There's what, only what so much you can do. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I I like the way that Houston was playing already, for the most part. I just don't like this approach. I don't think good move probably getting rid of Capella I think long term his contract wasn't going to be a good one um hopefully they find a way to use Jordan Bell some more as a big um you know since they got him in that trade as well you know he's six foot eight you know he's not a big big guy but he's more of a rim protector than PJ Tucker would be yeah um he'll jump with anyone so and they still have uh Tyson Chandler, right? Yeah, hopefully they expand his role because they don't really play him much, like less than 10 minutes yeah, a game. So, yeah. yeah. Why why sign a guy like Tyson Chandler if you're not going to play him? I don't get that. Word. Uh, I don't know. He's got so that he's not out there hurting you? True, true. You know, or maybe they're, <laughs> or maybe, I don't know, maybe he's putting in a lot of work in practice shooting threes and stuff, and they're going to just unleash him come playoff time, start hitting threes <laughs> from the corner. All right, last thing we'll wrap up with um, before we get out of here. Uh, MLB, uh, Major League Baseball, is making some headlines this week for things other than the Astros cheating. Um, Some good headlines. Um, Some big trades going on involving the Dodgers. Um, The Dodgers traded Jock Peterson to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The the biggest trade is acquiring Mookie Betts um, as well as David Price from the Red Sox. Sakani, so you are our most the Dodgers or from the or the Dodgers did from the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. You are our most knowledgeable baseball analyst, I guess you can say. Tell us what the, <laughs> tell us what this means for baseball. What does this mean for the Dodgers? What does it mean for the Red Sox? Um, well, not only did the uh, Red Sox get, uh, I mean, sorry, the Dodgers get Mookie Betts, but they also got David Price, mm-hmm. um, and he has consistently been one of the best uh, pitchers in the game for quite some time. Yeah. Um, I want to say if there's ever an issue with him, it might be he starts maybe about 20 games a year. So he's not as durable as, say, your pitchers that go maybe 35. Right. Um, 35 starts, but either way, he's he's always been a playoff presence and i think he just adds to their bullpen adds depth to their bullpen in a way that's like i don't know how the dodgers aren't going to be in the world series um and i feel like they they probably should have won the the last two world series that they were in although they didn't make it last year Mm -hmm. um yeah knowing what we know about uh both the astros and uh, the red sox figuring out ways to uh, cheat essentially. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the like the Dodgers are going to be on a revenge tour this year. Yeah, I feel like this is really going to matter. Acquiring David Price is really going to matter come playoff time more than anything, because yeah. 
think about the situations and this is kind of where uh kershaw unfolded you know or unraveled was you know the bullpen you know coming out of the bullpen and there were certain situations where okay if you have a david price now i don't have to lean on kershaw every single time you're almost hoping to take pressure off of clayton kershaw as a result hopefully it has that impact for their sake for dodgers fans sake because they've been you know i think loving the season all all throughout the regular season because they're one of the best teams in major league baseball you know pretty from yeah. beginning to end and then i think they just wish the regular season you know crowned a winner crowned a champion because they'd right. be right there um they can't quite finish it you know when it comes to the playoffs whether it's the nlcs or the uh world series so hopefully price will be able to take some pressure off of them I've always liked so Mookie you Betts. Still gotta, you still got to beat the Yankees, though. They still got to beat the Yankees. That's true. Just <laughs> just imagine the viewership for that World Series, New York versus L.A. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> Craziness. Um, I've always liked Mookie Betts as a player, um, so I'm excited to see yeah. what he brings. I think he's going to bring consistency. He's going to bring, you know, dynamic play that as bat. well. Yeah, that bat, man. Mookie Betts is the real deal. So as a Giants fan – you know i'm concerned you know but hey it is what it is you know we're we're in a rebuilding mode as well but yeah definitely very exciting trades and just the fact that you have something good to talk about in major league baseball as opposed to mm-hmm. you know the astros which have been the talk right. for the past you know month now right yeah man so baseball season looking a little excited too i think they're trying to take some things from like the nfl and the nba and try to steal some headlines and stuff and you know drive drive that brand back <laughs> up it is i mean it's essentially spring training starts next month for teams so yeah or no this month like at the end of this month teams are heading to uh, training camp and then Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't tune in until after the NBA season because I'm I'm fully invested in NBA season now. So Where? All, all the way till June. Yeah. You got anything to add, Brandon, on that? I'm down to go to a game. I've never been to a Giants game. Yeah, I'm I'm down to go. Let's do it. E- even if we even if we do the light version and we just go to a Grizzlies game instead. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, but no, ba- baseball games are fun. Baseball games are one of those things I can do. I won't say I'll do every day. That's a stretch. But I could do that a lot more often. Go to a game. I just can't watch a lot of games on TV. Right. It's a completely different feel. Um, I don't it get is. that. Ex- I don't get that same level of excitement. I haven't been excited, truly excited in a baseball game, watching a baseball game, similar to being in the stadium since maybe like Barry Bonds. Mm. You know that excitement of him hitting home runs. Like it felt like you were there. Not even when they were in the World Series. Not when the Giants were in the World Series? Yeah. Not not even, honestly. It was still just a little different. Like, maybe, mm. like, innings seven to nine, I think that intensity was, like, risen. You know what I mean? But from beginning to end, nah, I didn't get that feel. But watch, watching okay. Barry Bonds at bat, oh, that was, like, it felt like I was, like, right there, right in front of McCovey Cove, you know, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout, shout out shout out baseball shout out major league baseball we'll we'll talk much more about baseball this this season as well because you know people like baseball too they're, they're a major major american sport so shout out shout out mlb Facts. 
A major world sport. I mean, yeah, major world sport. Major world sport. <laughs> shout out, shout out to the Dominican Republic, to Cuba, you know, Japan. Right. Man, I was gonna say exactly. Japan. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for you guys. Do we miss anything? Oh, uh, Djokovic won the uh, Australian Open. Oh, he did. I know you don't watch tennis. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh, you know what? That reminds me of tennis. Uh, I was glad to see, I, don't, I forget when it was, that uh, Coco Goff finally got her shot against Osaka and beat her this time. You know? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, shout, shout out to Coco Goff. Um, I just love seeing people of color in more sports as well, thriving in more sports so exactly shout shout out you know our black people melon and popping so it's a vibe yeah exactly (laughs) exactly all right well i think that's all we got for you guys uh don't don't forget you know check us out on all our platforms you know like our facebook page follow us on instagram all that good stuff i will have a lot more coming from you guys uh we'd love to do some video episodes soon Um, if that's something that you want let us know Uh, we'll work on making that happen on our end and uh yeah what else you guys got to add thanks for tuning in for another episode thanks for rocking with us we appreciate you guys every listen every share um we definitely uh don't take it for granted so thank you for continue to to be uh listening and you know tuning into the podcast i i I can only second and third what y'all said um (laughs) tune in i'm pretty sure carl will say the same yeah exactly (laughs) all right well that's gonna wrap it up till next time y'all peace see you all right peace